When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, when we first install our defense, we're a five-man pressure defense. Mm-hmm. Day one, that's what we install, but we install it to stop the run. So we don't necessarily teach our kids to blitz as far as just getting to the quarterback. In a three-man front, we teach our guys to blitz to become a, a fourth or a fifth down lineman. And off of that, when you bring some pressure and you bring five, you know, probably for us almost 70% of the time, play action, you know, drop back pass, some of those times it's going to create those sacks that we had. This episode is from our archives with Mike Fox, the defensive coordinator at SUNY Brockport following the 2017 season. Coach Fox joined the Brockport football coaching staff for the 2016 season as the defensive coordinator and since his arrival on campus turned the Brockport defense into one of the top units in all of Division Three football, culminating in a National Defensive Coordinator of the Year honor following the 2018 season. Brockport's blitz-heavy defensive schemes installed by Fox led their league in rushing defense for four straight years from 2016 to 2019, and they also led the conference in scoring defense for three straight seasons from 2017 through 2019. Under Coach Fox, the Brockport defense led the nation in several categories, including all levels of college football and rushing yards against for two consecutive seasons, 2018 and 19, and its blitz-heavy defensive scheme helped Brockport to earn national acclaim amongst collegiate coaches across the country and be a major catalyst in the program's three consecutive Empire 8 Conference championships. The program's dominant play led to three straight Division Three football championship second-round appearances And in 2017, the Golden Eagles advanced as far as the national semifinals. 2018 was a very memorable season for Coach Fox as the green and gold effectively halted their opponents on the ground and through the air. Through 11 of the Golden Eagles' 12 games, Brockport held its entire schedule to negative yards rushing. Coach Fox made multiple appearances on the podcast, and I'll share his other interview on their third and long sticks coverage in the show notes. Be sure to stay tuned for our Winning Edge takeaways after this interview with Coach Mike Fox. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512 812- 814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast 
or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. What are some of the best things you're doing to use that time efficiently to teach the game to make sure when they get on the field they can play fast? And, you know, I think technology obviously has played a big impact on that too. So maybe talk about, you know, the technology you're using and what you guys are doing in those classrooms and those walkthroughs and whatever other types of things you do to, to help your players learn. And this may sound uh, crazy, but we, me personally, I've just started to use Huddle the last few years, you know, before we were DV Sport. And Huddle is just, it's absolutely amazing. You know, I, so I think I used to always go back and watch the practice film of, with our kids and watch every single play and go through every play. And you're just kind of wasting mundane time and, and whatnot. And now I'll go. The first thing I do every morning is when I get up and get into work, I, I watch the practice film, you know, or you know, a cut up of whatever we're going to be really focusing on for that day. I'll write my notes and we get to, we get to our meetings before practice and we only meet for 35 minutes at the most, you know, before practice and we'll go through the notes, you know, and most of our kids, we've sent it out to them in the morning and a lot of our kids are on their cell phone, maybe watching it and, and reading the notes or whatnot. And then we'll, so we'll just hammer home the notes that we've, we've taken and this way we get through practice in, in five or 10 minutes and really just kind of hammer home on the, on the, in the corrections that we need to make. And now our scouting reports are, are all on huddle as well. So as we break down an offense and we, you know, we go top personnel, top run, top pass and et cetera, things like that. It's all there. It's all on huddle. It's very easily accessible. You know, we're not flipping from page to page on a handout and, all these kids, they all have it on their phones. They have it on their iPads, you know, all that stuff. So Huddle for us has been great, you know, as far as just streamlining the information that we're trying to give the kids. And it's, it's really saved a, a ton of time. So we're a big practice film watching team before practice, you know, and as far as watching what we're doing, because I always treat practice as, as kind of a mini game. You know, let's make our corrections in practice before we hit the field on Saturday. Absolutely. Coaching, I guess, streamlining that process for your coaches and, and thinking of your defensive staff. How do you uh, to break that up so that, uh, you know, that's not all falling on one guy to just be the, the tech guy? Because I've seen those situations before, you know, when you adopt a certain technology early on and you make one guy responsible for it and then everybody kind of throws stuff at him. How does everybody take part in putting that together and making sure that that process is streamlined? Yeah, so we there's three of us that are in the office, myself and two other guys. We have you know, our linebacker guy and then our DB guy, and then I coach the D-line. So as far as breaking down a, you know, an opponent, the next opponent's game, our DB guy will go in and do all the pass routes, you know, the pass route combinations, where they're throwing it on the field, what field zone. He'll do the formations, um, any motions, you know, things like that, and he's going to input all that formation our linebacker guy is going to go in and do all the run game. He's going to do the backfield sets. He's going to do all the down and distance, you know, the games, things like that. So they'll break up the game you know, as far as that goes, which is pretty easy. And then um, practice wise, it goes the same thing. So we input all of our calls in practice. So we're not looking back at a call sheet and, you know, Hey, in, in practice, we're running this play, but Again, our DB coach will install all the coverages and put it right in the, uh, our huddle. And our linebacker guy will put in all the fronts and all of our, our stunts and blitzes for practice. This way we have it up on the screen. And 
and we can go from there. You know, scattering report, that's kind of a whole different deal. But um, that's kind of how we run as far as the film breakdown for both sides. Coach, is there any kind of uh, quiz or accountability or anything you do throughout the course of the week or end of the week uh, with your players? Thursday is quiz day, absolutely. So I make every, you know, I run the defensive line. And you know, I, I really believe that position coach kind of goes with their position. Our DB's guys, we have two defensive back coaches. One is a part-time guy and the other one's a, a GA. So he'll take all the DBs. Our linebacker coach will take both our outside and inside linebackers. So I'll take the D-line. And we don't have a set quiz that we give every week. The reason that is because I don't I don't want just our kids knowing what they have to study each and every week. But um, I'll put my starting defensive line up there. And the one thing they know they're going to get every week is if you're a defensive end, tell me the two tackles. You know, Tell me their top two run plays and tell me what you think about them and, and, and what's your number one pass rush move against them. So those are three things that we ask every single week. You know, they need to know the number, the height, the weight, you know, where they're from, name. What's the number one pass rush you're going to move, you're going to work against that guy if you're a defensive end on the tackle, and then their top two run plays that you're going to see. You know, and then what kind of blocks you're going to see off that. So that's real simple. The kids know it every, each and every week. And then for our defensive line, since they're the big guys, I like to – you know, I'll throw in, hey, what's the quarterback's name? What's the backup quarterback's number? You know, who they're, who's their running back? Who's their fullback? Well, you know, just something different personnel-wise. So, you know, just to make sure that they're they're really kind of watching it all and not just maybe focusing on, you know, what they're doing. Because we, we, we try and do a good job of teaching everyone formations. And that's the first thing that we teach across the defense is you have to know all the formations, whether you're a defensive lineman, safety corner, linebacker, the first thing you'll know in our program is all the formations of an offense. So if there needs to be a checker and like that, everyone's on the same page. And it's very similar to, you know, linebackers. Hey, what are the top two run plays that you're going to see? Okay. Tell me something that you're seeing from the offensive line, you know, that you can, you can identify a run pass. And then obviously, you know, personnel is always a big thing for us. And I kind of leave that up to the position coaches each and every week to kind of, uh, you know, a do on their own. For our corners, we're big on, you know, just finding the releases of the receivers. You know, are, are they going to stem the inside? Are they going to stem the outside when they run a post or a corner? You know, what is their stem tendencies? Because I, I do believe each and every receiver is going to have that. And then alignment. We're always talking about inside the numbers, outside the numbers. You know, feet inside the numbers, yards inside the numbers. You know, if they're inside the numbers, what are they going to run if they're outside numbers? What are they going to run if they're on the numbers? What are they going to run? And then any tendencies, you know, as far as yardage inside the numbers, and they need to come up with that each and every week. Those are kind of staples, you know, what, what we try and get across on our kids, and we'll quiz them on Thursdays. Yeah, giving those guys, like, those keys, those details is very important and making sure they understand. I mean, we could, we could share all the playlists, you know, we could think of, but if they don't understand some of those key points – uh, they're not going to necessarily have that success you want them to have on game day. That it's it's sharing out some mm-hmm. of those things as well. So uh, definitely appreciate that. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform 
using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www dot team m-o-f-o dot com slash demo and mention coaching coordinator podcast or use the coupon code cc10 to receive 10 percent off your first year let's talk a little bit about what's going on on the field and first of all give us an overview of the defense you're running i know defenses today are very multiple but what starts your teaching what's the base we're a three four defense so this was kind of our first year transitioning to the 3-4. The last year prior, my first year at Brockport, we were a four-man front. We were a 4-2-5. You know, very a quarters defense, very basic, very blah. You know, get lined up, play football. Prior to my time at Brockport, I was at St. John Fisher, and for a very long time I ran the 3-3 stack. So me personally, I'm, I'm definitely a three-man front guy. You know, that's what I'm comfortable teaching. That's kind of matches my personality, matches, you know, I like to be very, very aggressive from the defensive side. I like to put pressure on the offense, and I believe you can do that at three-man front. So we kind of, when I came over, our head coach really wanted to be in a four-man front, and I, and our strength as a defense was our defensive line, and that was where we needed to go at, the, at that point. And then, you know, we looked at things in the off season and, and where our strengths were, and, and, and I we implemented the 3-4, and it was, I believe it was a good change for our guys and it allowed them to be a little bit more aggressive. Coach, you uh, obviously were aggressive in, you know, you led the country in sacks for number one. You guys are number one in sacks. Uh, you're also really good at tackle for loss. And I think any time, obviously, you put the the offense behind schedule, the, the defense is at an advantage in getting off the field. So uh, talk to us first about, you know, the way you guys go about creating those those pressures that lead to the quarterback on the ground. Well, to be honest, you know, sacks have never been a huge stat that I've always been big on, to be honest with you. You know, it just kind of worked out that we had an unbelievable year as far as, you know, our sack total. But for us, first and foremost, the first thing I needed to do at Brockport, you know, before I got there, and, you know, I played, we played against Brockport. It was Brockport defense had always kind of been very good against the pass, you know, and, and not so great against the run. So I believe, you know, they were in the 200 somewhere in total rush defense. And, and when I got there, I said, hey, we need to fix that. You know, we have to be able to stop the run. That is the number one priority. And in the first year we did that, I, I believe we were somewhere in the top 10, top 15 in the country in run. Now we had a lot of work to do on, on kind of getting some pass rush and, 
in, in coverage in the back end. That was not our, our strength. But I truly believe that being aggressive on the defensive side of the ball, whether it be a four-man front, three-man front, aggressive to stop the run. Now, when we, we first install our defense, we're a five-man pressure defense. Mm-hmm. Day one, that's what we install. But we install it to stop the run. So we don't necessarily teach our kids to blitz as far as just getting to the quarterback. In a three-man front, we teach our guys to blitz to become a, a fourth or a fifth down lineman. And off of that, when you bring some pressure and you bring five, you know, probably for us almost 70% of the time, play action, you know, drop back pass, some of those times it's going to create those sacks that we had. You know, so for us it really starts with just the run, you know, stopping the run and, and being good up front with our front seven. And, and those kind of sacks just kind of uh, came along with that. Yeah, and you guys uh, were, were number three in rushing D, holding teams to 54 yards per game. So you could see where that translates. But obviously now on the back end, you're doing some things right too. You guys had 25 interceptions, which was number two in the nation in 2017. So uh, on the back end of what is a, a very aggressive front, what are you guys doing there to take the ball away? So we, we transitioned from a quarter defense to really a cover three base. You know, and I, I'm a real big fan of, you know, cover three, whether it be, you know, just good old, as Nick Saban calls it, country cover three, or, you know, a three match that, you know, we kind of was our base this year, a little bit more matchup on, on the four vertical concepts. But the greatest thing about the zone coverage is really just getting your eyes on the quarterback. And we have some unbelievable football players that, you know, do a great job of that. And that was that was a hard transition from, you know, quarters concepts being much more, route combination oriented reading routes you know reacting to routes to really just playing a true whether it be spot drop or matchup zone of really getting your eyes to the quarterback so i truly believe if you get your eyes on the quarterback and have great eye discipline if you have good enough football players like we do those interceptions will come you know and that being you know paired with being aggressive up front can lead to some bad passes or some some hurried passes and maybe not getting to your first and second read and and maybe throwing some hot combinations that, you know, you maybe you're you're it's a little too quick for the eyes of the quarterback and and that just really worked out. And we've we have a you know a couple guys in the back end that are really ball hawks. So really the credit goes to those guys of, of really doing a good job of, of reading the quarterback's eyes and, and really finishing those interceptions. Speaking of finishing those interceptions, you guys do a good job of getting those into the end zone. I, I don't think any great coach uh, who's able to bring his team to the top leaves anything to chance so what do you guys do to turn into offensive players once you have the ball you know how how has that worked out that everybody starts working to get that ball into the end zone I wish I could take credit for that I, I really do and I'm, I'll be very honest on this podcast we have one unbelievable safety who probably should be like a running back or a receiver but when this kid gets the ball in his hands I believe, you know, I don't know off the top of that in my head. I haven't looked at back at, at everything, but I believe he had four interceptions for touchdowns this year. Last year, I believe he had five. He is unbelievable. And Jake O'Connell, uh, he's one of our safeties. He was uh, an All-American, and, and he gets the ball in his hands, and, and, boy, he is special to watch. You know, one thing that we do as far as just turnovers in general, and this is really hammered home in preseason camp or spring ball, is we have a competition. So we have a turnover competition. So every, each and every day, our kids, they go out to practice and they need to get five turnovers. 
and whether it be an interception, whether it be a forced fumble, we have a you know a bunch of different rules that we have for all the different periods, which I could definitely go over if you wanted. You know, whether it be one-on-ones, wide receiver DBs, you know, two interceptions counts as one. You know, if they catch the ball, the wide receiver catches the ball, and the DB, you know, we teach them, hey, finish, come strip it, come punch it out, and if they can recover, that counts as one as well. So we're required to get five turnovers each and every practice. And for every one under five, the whole defense will do an up-down, a 50-yard sprint up-down every five. You know, for each one, we get under five. Now, if that doesn't create some competition and some and some willingness to try and get those turnovers during practice, you know, I, I don't know what will. But our kids, they really take a lot of pride in it. And maybe more importantly, they just don't want to do the running after practice. <laughs> but it's been great for us. And, and the one thing it's really done is it's kept practice competitive. It, it's kept our kids in it. You hear our kids on the sideline. They, they have this chant. They call it yard sale. So if the whole sideline chants yard sale at the same time, and while that's going on, while that certain play is going on, you know, you get a yard sale, you get a discount on some things, maybe a buy one, get one. If they get an interception, a forced fumble or anything during that time of that chant, it'll count as two. So it keeps practice exciting for our guys. And then as an offensive player, you're not, you don't want to be the guy to throw the interception or, or uh, you know, fumble the football especially when they're doing that yard sale chant. So it keeps our guys into practice. It really emphasizes our kids trying to attack the football. That's something we always talk about attacking the football, whether it be in the air, whether it be, you know, in the hands of a running back wide receiver. And I think that's, we've always done that. And that's always, you know, been very good for our kids and it's keeping them, keep them locked in. But, you know, in our pursuit drill, one thing that we do, we, we do pursuit every day. I mean, we're going and playing in the national semifinals. And uh, the first thing we do on a Tuesday, our kids get right lined up and we do pursuit. And we'll do a run pursuit. And then the second thing we do is a pass pursuit. And, uh, you know, we'll get into a call. We'll get into a, basically a zone drop. I'll throw the ball, you know, maybe up to a corner line back for safety. Everyone runs for the ball carrier. And then they'll corral him and they'll kind of uh, corral him down the near sideline to the end zone. So. Maybe that helps our kids, you know, get into great, great blocking lanes you know, after the interception. So maybe that helps. Um, but again, I can't really take a lot of credit, especially when we've got a guy like Jake O'Connell back there who has done an unbelievable job for us. Coach, the last area of, of your defense I'd, I'd like to talk about is that side of keeping them out of the end zone. You guys were 14th in the nation in red zone defense, number 17 in the nation, scoring D, holding your opponents to 14.1. Um, so you guys do a great job just keeping them out of there. And, and obviously when they do get the chance, when they do pop into the red zone, you guys find a way to shut them down. What are some of the keys to keeping teams out of the end zone, especially as they draw closer to it? I think the emphasis still stays on, you got to be able to stop the run. You know, we take a lot of pride in not letting up a rushing, rushing touchdown. So, you know, the first priority of our first set of, of red zone or goal line that we'll do, we'll, we'll be all run, or boot play actions. We'll kind of stay away from the passes. So we really focus on all their top formations, you know, in the run game. And then off of that, all their play actions. And uh, that's been our emphasis. That's we're going to, we're going to try and, you know, whether low up the box and, you know, goal line, we'll get out of our three, four, a little bit, depending on the personnel. We'll go to a five or sometimes maybe even a six man front, not often, but um, that's really the only time I like to get out of the, the three fours down by the goal line. But our emphasis is still stopping the run, and we take a lot of pride in not 
you know, letting the team hand the football off and cross that goal line. Pass-wise, I, I think as a, a little bit opposite, I spoke to you before about really getting our eyes on the quarterback and, and really kind of – we definitely teach more of a spot-dropping mentality and eyes on the quarterback. We're down in the red zone, down really 10 yards and in. And for me, I only categorize the red zone as a 13-yard and in. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. Anything past that, you know, up to the 25, I don't really count as a red zone because I'm, over the time, I, I just don't see as many things changing for offenses. And I believe when your alignment changes as a DB, whether it be safety, whether it be corner, if you need to snug your alignment or you need to tighten up your alignment, that's when things change for us, and that's what we call the red zone. I believe being real physical with wide receivers. You know, the greatest thing about college football is you can be real physical with wide receivers. So we get out of more of a, a spot drop, eyes on the quarterback, to more of a, I guess you would say, a matchup, real physical on wide receivers, really taking away the inside throwing lanes, making them throw it to the outside, those tougher throws, and really concentrate and being real physical and disrupting the, the timing of the routes because there's so many mesh concepts and and three to a side, four to a side when you get down the red zone. Um, I, I believe it's really important to disrupt the timing of routes and, and get them off You know their timing. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, coach what you know. Coach Fox was tasked with improving the Brockport defense when he came over from St. John Fisher. He made a big impact by doing what he knew best, using a three-man front. You'll find that whatever position you coach, building on your strengths as a coach, just as we do with our players, will best serve you and the players you coach. That doesn't mean you don't expand and develop in other areas, but you can't be effective if you're not relying on your strengths, so always start there. Two, you get what you emphasize. From coaches' implementation of up-downs in every practice, that they don't get five turnovers to their fun yard sale chant, That focus on turnovers made them one of the best in the country at taking the ball away. Remember, though, if you try to emphasize too many things in this way, then nothing is a priority. So figure out what is most important and make sure that is constantly measured and managed. And three, really understand how the field breaks down for you. This applies as an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, even special teams coordinator. There are a ton of studies on the numbers that work for other coaches, and those are always a good starting point. But if you do find numbers you like, be sure to tailor them to your situation. For example, Coach Fox uses the 13-yard line for the red zone starting point, and they're consistently one of the best here. He studied what makes the most sense for them and his defense, and they build it off of how they approach everything from the 13-yard line in. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for our enhanced show notes, articles, links to resources, and our winning edge takeaways detailed in text. If you have a great idea to share with other coaches on the podcast, DM me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski or email me Keith at coachingcoordinator.com and we'll set something up to record your ideas. If you are enjoying the podcast, please give a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to. And if you have a minute, write a review. We greatly appreciate it and it allows more people to learn about the podcast.